It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 4, Episode 36. As the New York Rangers wrap up a fairly successful uh, swing through Western Canada and reunite with an old friend ahead of the trade deadline, adding to their already bolstered uh, roster, courtesy of General Manager Chris Drury. And we're going to get into all of that in today's episode. But first, I just want to say, hey, everybody, it's Andy. Uh, just got back from a nice long weekend, went away with some friends upstate for my wife's birthday. What better time to do it than President's Day weekend? And we had a great time, drank way more than I should have. Uh, my joints ache at my age because of all the sugar and all the the various uh, alcoholic beverages I was drinking and all the food I ate that I probably shouldn't have, but it was a good time nonetheless. Uh, so yeah. Much like uh, finding it a little hard to reacclimate uh, on my first day back, actually, as of the recording this Monday night, I got back midday today on Monday, and I just basically got home and I was wiped uh, from, like I said, all the the debauchery and the hanging out with friends and uh, just the traveling. I I had absolutely nothing, um, and. Although I can't say the New York Rangers didn't have nothing because despite losing to the Winnipeg Jets, or maybe more specifically losing to Connor Hellebuck, they looked like they had their legs. But I think I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get into that as uh, a little bit later in this podcast, but we're going to just circle back to you know recap on what happened between our last podcast and now. Uh, unfortunately, James won't be with us tonight. Uh, he was so kind enough to cover for me while I was away. Um, and now he is being a, a, uh, dutiful father, um, to his, uh, lovely daughter who I, I, uh, yeah. So just, I believe she's having some sleeping problems, so he's taking care of that. So I said, don't worry. Um, I'm here to, to you help me out. I'm going to help you out. So, but he should be back for our next podcast now. So let's backtrack. Uh, the New York Rangers having, extremely successful uh february up to this point and honestly you can really you can really say since the helmet toss been very successful just accumulating points and 
uh, winning a good amount of their games. I mean, and even if they don't win, finding ways to to just get points where they can. Um, they head out for the to you know just to do their Western Conference road trip, and I mean, man, uh, yeah, I'm Western Conference. I mean, they're <laughs> excuse me, blah, mushmouth. Like I said, still a little dehydrated. They head to do their Western Canada road trip. Uh, starting in Vancouver with a 6-4 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, then they head to Edmonton, where they, despite being down early, Igor not looking so on top of his game, really. They're down early to a pretty heavy firepower Edmonton Oilers team, but they're able to rally back and, and tie it in the third, and they end up winning that game in the shootout, courtesy of Lexi Lafreniere, who has uh, been absolutely on fire as of right late, um, really finding his game and his pace of play and just finding ways to be effective. And honestly, I thought he looked effective today in uh, the game against the Jets, just at least looked confident, had some good chances. Um, and then finally, ending it with a uh, OT loss to the Flames, again, being down early in that game, but being able to claw their way back. But uh, you know, that was back to back games for them. So they are a little gassed. Um, clearly didn't have their legs that game against a really desperate flames team that was hungry for points. Also hungry for some revenge against the Rangers who, uh, as with all the, the, the pyrotechnics that went off when the Rangers won in overtime against them earlier in the month, looking for a little revenge, but, uh, yeah, Adam Fox takes a pretty it's a high sticking call technically, but it was in the corner scrum. So you have to control your stick, but a little bit of a bullshit call if you're, if you're asking me and the flame score no T, but Halak still looks pretty good in that game. So, and then, so overall they, they come away with uh, a possible five out of six points in a tough three game swing, including a back-to-back in Western Canada. So if I'm, the Rangers, and as a Rangers fan, I'm very happy with that result. You know, you can't really be too upset, especially, you know, getting points in every single game, winning two out of the three, you know, and only dropping one point in OT. So, especially with the tough schedule. So they only have one day, you know, they, they play that game late Saturday night, fly back tomorrow, have a game today on Monday as of, as of this recording against the Jets. So I would expect them to not have their legs, but I would say they had their legs. They they looked pretty fast. They controlled pace of play for the most part against the Jets team that hasn't started their road trip well, but was hungry for points. Um, but enter Connor Hellebuck, who I think was sick, you know, comes in. And uh, lest we forget, Connor Hellebuck is one of the best goaltenders in the world and has been for quite a while now. So he was on top of his game and Igor as of late has not exactly been at the top of his game. I would say since coming back from the all-star break, uh, maybe not so much on his game, but the Rangers have been winning, you know, they've been, luckily it hasn't really hurt them too bad, although they had to claw their way out of some holes and you can argue some of that's lax play and some of that might have been maybe two soft goals on his part, but we'll talk about whether or not uh, we should (laughs) cause for concern after we cover this game against the Jets. But yeah, I mean, look, I right now, if you obviously, as it is in sports Twitter, if you go on social media, the sky is falling. The Rangers are, um, they're not going to win in the playoffs by playing this way. And they're just, 
they play pond hockey. There's no way they can score. And uh, Igor is going to be better. He needs to be better, which I don't disagree with, but they have no shot. And I think I see a lot of overreacting to one game. Um, at the end of the day, the Rangers had 50 shots on goal, which is, I think is they haven't had this many. I believe Sam and Joe said they had since playing the Devils last year or two seasons ago. I can't remember, but they put up 50 shots on Connor Hellebuck and they only got one past him. He was on his game. And granted, in the intermission report, Steve Alcott did a pretty good breakdown on what the Jets were doing, especially because they didn't want to get into a track meet with the Rangers. But they are a big team. They're pretty stout. And they just basically rope-a-dope the Rangers. They said, you know what? going to give you the outside lanes that you can drive all you want we're just not going to move from the center i'm not going to chase you we're going to clog the middle and it, when you turn the puck over we're just going to go the other way and hopefully score on our chances and they did and they scored what four goals on how many shots did they have at the end of the game 20 something yeah so they just basically roped up the rangers igor obviously would like to be better you would like him to be better but and i would say he has struggled a little bit as of late but I don't know. I just don't, for whatever reason, I don't think he's going to be the Rangers undoing in the playoffs or anything. I'm not going that far. Yes, you would like him to be better, but I think Ranger fans have been spoiled by decades of Henrik Lundqvist's brilliance and even the heights that Igor was at last year. It's not, this is what it looks like having very good, but not Hall of Fame goaltending. Um, you're going to have your ups and your downs. I don't doubt he will pull it together for the playoffs, but yeah, I think he's in a downslope right now, but I think that's what you want. I mean, if you look at the, the goalies that have won the cup, the last few cups, I don't think any of them are in the breath of that Connor Hellebucks or, uh, you know, other, uh, maybe you can say Vasilevsky, but like you look at the performances of all these goaltenders and you know, they're, they're not like the Jordan Biddington's and the Tristan Jarry's of the world. Like, you don't have to be the best goaltender in the world to win the cup. You just have the team in front of you has to be good and you have to be good enough when it matters. And I think Igor can absolutely be that. But um, I think expecting him to be brilliant every single game uh, you know, that he plays always. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously Henrik Lundqvist set the bar pretty high, unfortunately. But listen, at the end of the day, the Rangers got goalie in this game. Uh, they put up 50 shots. Any other goaltender in the league, I think they have more goals in this. They don't, maybe they don't necessarily win based on the, the, the goals they gave up, but it's at least, they could at least get a point out of it. Or hell, they probably could win 50 shots. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I think uh, credit to the Winnipeg Jets for sticking to a game plan, just letting the Rangers run themselves tired and outthink themselves and take at poor shot selection and just not giving them the areas they need to get in front of Hellebuck. And, Everything he saw, he stopped because he was on his game. So, um, yeah, they basically just rope a dope the Rangers. So, but it happens. Every team, every year has seems to have a team's number. And uh, we lost, I believe, four one to Winnipeg in their opener this year. So, uh, it was the Rangers like second or third game of the season. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not too concerned. It just they have the Rangers number this year. Hellebuck was excellent. I think he the Rangers got goalie both games. It is what it is. I doubt the Rangers see. They don't see them again this season, and I doubt they see them in the playoffs. All those stranger things, I guess, have happened. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. But I'm not freaking out. Uh, the Rangers move on. They have they see Detroit on Thursday, so they have a couple days to rest up, get their their mojo going. You know, they'll have uh, 
basically, you know, two days off and then they'll play again on Thursday. So it should be good and they should be refreshed and ready to go. And again, I don't know if it's possible to get goalied again, but you'd have to imagine they will get more at the clip they've been scoring. They will get more chances and goals against the Detroit Red Wings, although that is in Detroit. So, and well, actually the Rangers seem to be good on the road this year and maybe uh, less than stellar at home. So, but we shall see. In more important news, uh, the Rangers reunite with an old friend. Um, Chris Drury trades uh, Julian Gauthier and a condition, I believe it was a conditional seventh round pick uh, for Tyler Mott, who, as you all know, uh, joined the Rangers last year at the trade deadline and was a very important uh piece for the Rangers and their their push for the playoffs last year and their playoff run. And obviously it's, it's just, you know, obviously he qu- quickly ingratiated himself to um, New York Rangers fans. And it's easy to see his story, his, his, you know, his struggles with mental illness um, and just his, you know, his kind of heart and soul, fourth line play, speedy, hardworking, uh, fourth line checking winger who just battles hard and competes and skates hard and is a heart and soul player. Uh, he was loved in Vancouver. He struggled, he struggled a bit after, you know, playing in Ottawa this year, but uh, it was a harder team, but in his first game back at the Rangers, I thought he looked effective. He had some great, he did exactly what you want him to do. He used his speed and he created some turnovers for the fourth line and got a few shots and a few chances. And uh, Rangers fans really, seemed to just I don't know glom onto him and and just all year it was like we need to re-sign Tyler Mott when we need to reach now when he didn't sign we need to trade for Tyler Mott this year because Ottawa's bad we need to get him back let's go for Mott and granted there are, are probably a lot of speedy defensive fourth line wingers you could go out there and get but it was just Rangers fans were familiar with Tyler Mott. They liked what they saw from him last year. They really seemed to rally around him and they wanted him. And apparently the Rangers wanted him too. And, uh, you know, Julian Gauthier is unfortunately his time with the Rangers. You just knew not knowing if they were comfortable playing him in the playoffs. Uh, both him and Lasician were benched in when the Rangers were trying to get the equalizer against uh, the Calgary Flames. So you knew that was going to happen. Although Lysitian still survives, although we'll get to that in a second. Uh, you hate to see Gautier go, but at the end of the day, his skill set is... I think the Rangers just, they want an, a known quantity, and Gautier is an inconsistent. Uh, he basically has top six tools, but does not score or does not produce that rate. Um, you know, unfortunately, the, the toolbox outpaces... The uh, excuse me, the tools outpace the toolbox in his case, um, and has trouble converting. So they they wanted to get what they needed, just a traditional role player to do what they want. And Mod is speedy, forecheck consistently, consistent effort, and kills penalties. And I think that's what they wanted. And Gautier, say what you will about his size, and and he, you know, he, I think he had a better season for himself. But at the end of the day, he's not. A fourth line player, and I think if you want a known, you're, you want a known quantity of what you're putting out there. And I think at times defensively, Gautier, uh, for whether rightly or wrongly, Gerard Gallant felt 
he could not trust Julian Gauthier. So, you know, the tantalizing package size, speed, uh, you know, ability to draw penalties aside. I think the Rangers just going into the playoffs. They wanted something when the game was tight. You could put uh, Tyler Mott out there and his goal was absolutely to make sure it, life was hard on the other team in both his end or the Rangers end um, or the opposing team's end. So they make the trade for Mott, who they ha- were happy with and had familiar- familiarity with. Um, and Mott seems thrilled to come back to uh, a place where he has familiarity with. And yeah, and like I said, I thought in his first game back, he looked he looked exactly like the Tyler Mott we left off, you know, so. Uh, happy to have Tyler Mott back, um, which brings me to my next point. Obviously, Jake Lesition, uh survives yet again. Uh, at, by now, you've not only fans, but you also have the beat writers kind of scratching their heads about why he is in the Rangers lineup. But there's a lot of speculation that Chris Drury is not done. He will have just enough cap space left to perhaps go after one more piece. By now, we know it's not Patrick Kane uh, or another big but. Names like Nick Bugstad and Tanner Janot, and basically just looking for one more piece for that bottom line to push uh, Lecician to an extra forward position to run with a fourth line of Barkley Goudreau, uh, Tyler Mott, and, you know, whoever, Nick Bugstad, uh, Nick Benino, maybe, um, you know, just a one more piece for the fourth line to roll into the playoffs with to really solidify this Rangers lineup. Um, but they have to, yeah. Uh, it, we'll see as we get closer to the trade deadline. But for now, uh is still in the lineup, so um, we'll, we shall see. And you never want to rag on it, but I think it, the audition is clearly over. I think you can see that basically what the Vegas Golden Knights saw, that this kid, he just doesn't, doesn't have it at the NHL level. And it's just, it's, you know, unfortunate, but uh, just, yeah, just uh, tries hard. I just think you doesn't think the game well enough just not where you need to be to be effective um and uh yeah just doesn't is always behind the play so because his brain is not telling him to be proactive so uh but yeah uh, it'll be interesting to see if what that final piece or if chris drury decides to roll like this which i think would be a mistake but we shall see this time of year everyone's talking about making big changes which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. I know I've had my fair share of uh, New Year's resolutions talking about how I'm going to eat better and work out more and go for more runs and hikes and go to the gym more, and that lasts all of a week and a half. I've actually found, though, that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. Uh, And in the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase, because even the smallest things can be a part of that big change, as long as it's something you do every day or use every day, like my Raycon earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon has got you covered. And yes, Raycon start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would With some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. On top of that, 
They have functions such as earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect and comfortable fit, and many more. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Boyden in Ohio. See show notes for details. Okay, I mean, that kind of brings us now to the road ahead for the New York Rangers. Like I said, they... at. It's funny because as as of this recording, yes, the Rangers lose, and I saw a lot of fans concerned, but it seems that the Rangers are destined to basically finish in third in the Metro, uh, and it seems like a sl- whole slew of teams are basically fighting for the uh, the final two wild card spots in the Eastern Conference. The Penguins have sixty, you know, the Rangers in third place with seventy five. You have the Penguins in the first wild card with sixty three. The Islanders in the second wild card with sixty three. Although the Islanders have played a slew more games, and the Penguins only played fifty five games, so I think they're going to finish there. So really, it's just that last spot. Uh, the cap. You basically have the Islanders, the Washington Capitals, the Florida Panthers fighting for those spots, but they've all been kind of losing as of late. Um, and now it's kind of opened the door for the Sabres or the uh, hell, potentially even the Detroit Red Wings who, you know what? The Buffalo Sabres have 60 points are only three. Ooh, it's, I didn't realize this. The Buffalo Sabres, the Islanders in the last spot, wildcard spot with 59, 63 points in 59 games. The Buffalo Sabres have 60 points. So they're three points back, but they've only played 54 games. Um, so they can make cover a lot of ground here. I mean, they, they have games in hand on the two teams ahead of them who only have two more points. So there is a, a non, there is a chance that the Buffalo Sabres make the finally make the playoffs, but the Islanders clinging by their fingernails to that last wild card spot, uh, lose Matt Barzell to injury. Um, they lost, of course, they they win tonight in Pittsburgh, despite not having Barzell. Although I guess Sorokin was very good. Uh so they're they're clinging to that spot, but miss it, missing Barzell is gonna make it tough for them, man. I mean, you know, if that's the funny thing at the Rangers, like they lost. I'm like, I'm not even worried. It's not like it's just there's the math just does not seem to work out for these other teams. The Rangers, the Hurricanes. And the Devils are basically sitting pretty. They're just going to do their thing, and it'll be great. It's all it's all good. Uh, but basically, every other team, and I'll, you know, I'll say Penguins included, are probably shitting themselves. The Penguins just lost to the team under them, uh, who didn't have their best player. 
you know, and it also has a, a ton of other, other injuries. I mean, uh, I believe, uh, I think they're at, right now they're without Pajot. Um, yeah. So, you know, they obviously they have uh, Bo Horvat has been good for them since coming in, but, um, yeah, it's like none of those teams really want to cement their spot. I mean, what is the Penguins' excuse? You know what I mean? To lose this game. Uh, maybe it was Sorokin, but... Uh, yeah, it's just... It's very weird. It's just all these teams just not... Yeah, it's... I don't know. But who knows? I, I say all this, but... It wouldn't surprise me to see one of those... It wouldn't... I wouldn't be... Sh- I shouldn't say that. It would surprise me, but I wouldn't be shocked to see one of the teams that finished in the wild card make it too this cup final because hockey is stupid and all you have to do is uh your goaltender gets really hot and you can make it there and like you saw if, if connor hellbuck was a- is able to string together like a two week two or three week stretch like he had tonight uh the winnipeg jets you know who are currently second uh, in the central division uh they could easily honestly they i could see winnipeg easily making the uh the stanley cup final in the west you know what i mean as long as Hellebuck plays like that, although the team in front of him, if they play like that, it would make it hard on him, but uh, allowing that many shots. But if he plays like that, yeah, easily. So, uh, but yeah, all the other teams, it's, it's funny. It's, it's clearly a wide open race, which is fascinating, you know, fascinating, but I don't know. None of those teams really scare me just because they're not, it's not consistent. Maybe Buffalo, who has been, despite their offensive output, is just they can't keep the puck out of their own net. They don't. They're not there defensively yet, and their team game isn't there yet. But uh, it, it should be a, at least a fun race for that those uh, final wild card spots in the East. But um, yeah, if I'm the Rangers, you're not worrying about that. And I saw a lot of people like saying, "Oh, you know, you gotta everyone in the East." You know, it's like with the with the the Islanders winning and you know all this other nonsense. I believe the Panthers won uh, today, but. Yeah, it's just not the Rangers' concern. The math, I think they're they're over five point, or excuse me, they're over ten points uh, ahead of the teams in the wild card. So even if they have it going a little little slump here, they should be fine. And luckily, the Rangers have made it their business to get points when they can. This you know recently, so this is the first time they haven't got any points in a long time. Uh, you know, honestly, let's go back. Let's, when's the last time Rangers failed to get a point? Um, Going back to their record as of late, okay, they today obviously against the Jets, but get a point versus the Flames, beat the Oilers, beat the Canucks, uh, beat the Hurricanes, beat the Kraken, beat the Canucks, beat the Flames, beat the Golden Knights, uh, get a point against the Maple Leafs, even though they lose an OT, uh, beat the Panthers, the, the, the Bruins. They they lost to the Bruins in regulation at home, uh, so. Like I said, they basically since this time in last month in January um, was the last time they failed to get a point. So, yeah, I think the Rangers will be all right. And luckily, their their stretch coming up is a little bit of a mixed bag. Red Wings, very winnable game. Capitals, although they stomped the Rangers last time, you wonder if the Rangers are looking for revenge. The Capitals not playing all that hot right now. Ovechkin out with her, for personal reasons. Who knows when he'll be back. Um, I believe is the death of his father, which uh, is very sad. Uh, L.A. Kings, interesting, uh, interesting game. The Rangers won their. Uh, yeah, the Rangers beat the Kings right when they when they met. Am I crazy? Why can't I find it? Here they get 
yeah, the Rangers won five to three um, in L.A. So who knows? The Kings could want uh, their revenge, but uh, a winnable game for uh, the Rangers. But then you have the Flyers, another winnable game. Then you have the Senators, another winnable game. Then you have the Bruins, a uh, losable game, best team in the league. But then you have the Canadians and the Sabres. So I feel like the Rangers, outside of the Bruins, there's not, you know, they, they don't face any of the top six teams in the league uh, for a while. So, you know, they're just basically going to be playing teams under them for the next, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games until they play the Hurricanes again at this time in the end of March. So, uh, yeah. Should be they play the Hurricanes twice, and so it gets tough towards the end of the schedule. But they till then they can, I barring really unforeseen circumstances and uh, knock on wood, they should be okay. But again, uh, hockey is a cruel mistress, and worse things have, and stranger things have happened. So hopefully they can uh, stay on course because again, I think when the Rangers petered out in the playoffs last year and just totally ran out of gas, I think. They learned an important lesson and that, yeah, you, it's, it's weird. You kind of have to know when to put the gas pedal down. I think the Rangers had something to prove last year and they used up a lot of gas getting there and proving it, but they just, like I said, ran out of gas. But I, you hope this year they learned a lesson and they're just like, you know what? They'll know when to coast and they'll know when to put their foot down. And that's the mark of a good team. So we'll see how that goes in the playoffs. If, you know, knock on wood, I'll never take anything for granted. But, um, you know, in the after this Jets loss, true former Winnipeg Jet, uh, Jacob Truba and the Rangers captain, he didn't seem too concerned. I think that's one of the reasons they made him captain is they lost. But he's like, ah, you know, we had 50 shots of goal. It's like uh, he was kind of had a chuckle and he was smiling. He's like, it's a lot. Every, you know, obviously the reporters were somber, but he was like, ah, you know, you know, it's one of those things where we got a lot of chances, just uh, didn't bury him. But that's hockey, you know, LOL. Shrug your shoulders. Uh, talk to you guys later. See you next time. So didn't seem too concerned. And I think that's why he might be good because it might piss Ranger fans off. And they're like, oh, where's the fire? But like, you, you can't act like every loss is a five alarm fire, especially when the Rangers literally, like I just pointed out, the amount of points they've been get, getting lately is the first time they, they haven't got any points in forever. So, and you know, they've had a tough schedule, but they've, they made the most of it and they got goalie tonight. They put up 50 point, shots on goal. So, yeah, maybe you wish the finishing was better. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe you wish the power play doesn't go over four. But Hellebuck was on his game, and that's the long and the short of it. So, do not read too much into it. Well, I think that's going to do it for this one. We're going to keep it pretty short and sweet at a half an hour. But uh, thank you everyone for listening in. Uh, the Rangers, like I said, back at it uh, on Thursday against the. Detroit Wed Wed Wings. I sound like Elmer Fudd. Detroit Wed Wings. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings. James will be back. We have a podcast that drops that morning, so it'll be fun to talk to James, get his thoughts about everything that's going on with the Rangers. We can maybe speculate who that final piece is, and maybe just we'll talk. We're going to talk about uh, some things I didn't get to cover, like uh, Tarasenko, how he's and Mikola, how they look with the Rangers. Tarasenko actually, um, although there were some. I personally had some concerns, uh, not to give away <laughs> with the next episode, but he's looked more comfortable and he looked good again tonight. Uh, brilliant pass on the goal, uh, the only goal, range only goal to Vinny Trocek, who also has been good as of late. 
that line with uh, Panarin is finally producing the kind of the way you want it to. And yeah, I think he's got four points in his sixth game as a Ranger. Uh, two goals, two assists, all good. Can't really complain about that. You know, he's not going to go point. I, I wasn't expecting him to go point per game, but uh, he's still producing. It's not like he doesn't have anything. He's not snake bit. So, and he looks better and better. And I thought this was one of his better games. So, uh, but I will talk to James about that. We'll get his thoughts. Uh, so until then, uh, everyone rest up. I know I need to, and we will see you all on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.